Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle. Coming up next, our buddy Marky Sal making his comeback. It's been a little while. Good to have him on here. Uh, what's today? June 8th, maybe? Oh, I stand corrected. June 9th, 2020. Here comes the theme song in the filibuster freestyle. Again, Marky Sal joins us next. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. Okay, ladies and gents, as promised, Marky Sal joins us from his deck on a beautiful night out there in Worcester, Mass. Marky, how you been, buddy? I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Loving this weather. How you doing? About the same. Right now, the weather is one of the only things we can really embrace. Uh, news flash to everybody. We're still in COVID. Uh, that's still going on. Quarantine. They're starting to ease it a little bit, but we'll get into that. We're also in the midst of you know massive uh, systemic racism, social unrest, social justice type uh, conversations and demonstrations all across not only the country, Marky, but all over the world at this point. The world, you're right. And uh, most recent headline I read, the uh, the 75-year-old man who was pushed over and had his head bleeding in Buffalo, New York, by the police, President Trump said that guy was an Antifa operative. So we'll get into it later, but I, I will believe, I, I if you tell me that you can predict the future, I will believe whatever you say, because anything is possible, but not in a good way. You're right. Not in a good way, but I'm good. I'm good. Um... <laughs> So, listen, it's June 2020. I guess my first question would be rhetorical. Where does America go from here? But with so many topics to pick from and so many directions for us to go in, at the end of the day, how did we get here? And honestly, where the heck are we, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and, and so uh, just to take a quick stab at that, right, I think that it's, it's, it's a place where um, – for for so long, there was this community that ha- that that nobody believed, right? Nobody believed them that this stuff was going on. Yeah, you know, it, it was all their fault. You know, everything that that all all of the places that this whole race was in society, it was it was all their fault. And, you know, they they were the people who did stuff wrong, whatever. And and they were trying to tell us that it's it's. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that are stacked against them, and, and and you know, I put myself in that group as well. That that you know, when when they when they have an interaction with the with the police officer, it doesn't go the same as everybody else. And I shouldn't even say that because because sometimes police officers have bad um, situations with 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 other people that they that they take advantage of. But the bottom line is that nobody was listening to Black America say that you know. There's something that's not going on right in with the police, right. and it, it, it took it took not only cell phone footage, but multiple times of, of cell cell phone footage catching um, you know police officers in the act, and and then on top of that, them not being held accountable, mm-hmm. right? And so so you put all that together, you mix it in a pot, and then. It's it just it's just explosive. It exploded, and and that's what we're seeing. All like you like you said, all throughout the world. Right. And so, somebody said, I forget if it was a sign or somebody wrote it, but I read it obviously in the next, last couple of days, and they they said society hasn't changed for the worse. Technology has finally caught up to show us what's been happening this whole time. 
I think that's I think that's exactly correct, and and it's 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 kind of eye opening yes. not only to to that violence, but also to the fact that society was having trouble such a hard time believing those people that were trying to you know let us know that this is what's going on. You know, so so there's there's the two parts of that, right? It's not only what what you know, police were getting away with, but it was also what society was downplaying and, and making it seem like a, a problem that could go on the back burner and eventually we were going to get there by this initiative and that initiative. And people just, people were at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think I think there's something about video. I was saying this the other day to, to Jeremy Johnson, who we both know, uh, but I was saying there's something about video that the human mind and the human psyche kind of collectively takes in differently than if someone tells you a story or if you read about a story in the paper there's something about seeing something with your own eyes and seeing it over and over again and various examples and on various cameras in various cities or states or whatever and there's something about that 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 does make it almost impossible for somebody to continue to deny or underplay what they've been hearing for years is that fair to say yeah, I I think I think that's so, that's so true, and and I mean it's just it's just showing now, you know, like and and I, I just I, I I also would like to point out that obviously we all know that there's good police officers, um, or like lots of them, um, and you know it's unfortunate for them, but every time they they pull over a person of color from now on, the cell phone cameras are coming out. You know what I mean, like. That, that's just the way that we're going to operate for a long time to come because there's just distrust, you know, from both sides. Yeah, for sure. I I think you're right about everything you said in terms of, you know, you you never want to overgeneralize anybody, including the police. But to your point, we've seen enough evidence of you should probably record this. Uh, you know, if, if you're on, you know, most people should probably record this. And honestly, the other thing that I find remarkable and I'm not being flippant about this, but you would think that if pe- people were literally protesting all over the world about brutality from law enforcement, that you would stop doing it in large crowds where everybody has a cell phone camera. Just, just again, just saying, like, the, the amount of hubris and, like, like you said earlier, Marky, the lack of accountability to at least stop it for the moment, to give us any kind of pause... But when you keep doing it, you basically just, you basically show us that, that literally this has been going on the entire time, hundreds of years, and again, technology just finally caught up to you. It's, it's, it's pretty embarrassing to just have that kind of hubris in my mind. Yeah, I think, I think the other thing is we can't forget is that these, these cops, you know, police officers, they're not operating in their own bubble, you know what I mean? They're not coming out of out of hibernation to come do their shift every day. You know what I mean? They're, they're around other cops, you, you know, they're, they're, or people in the community. And they're going into these, some of these situations charged as well. I, I, you know, and I, and I can't, and one sense I can't say that, that I blame them because, you know, there is such a commotion going on right now. Uh, but, you know, just kind of circling back to, to, to your point, it's like you would think that this was the time to be on their best behavior, but I just think that they're all, you know, they're, they're as charged as ever, anybody else right now. You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. They're, when... they're trying to defend their 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 um, their career as well. I, I, the, the, um, one of the leaders of the, of the police union was, was giving a fiery speech today about, 
you know, how the media is is making them look so bad and and all this kind of stuff. And, and you know, and, and a, a part of me does does feel for, for that point of view. But at the same time, doesn't change the fact that, like, large, large sweeping changes need to be made to the way that, that uh, we, we, the police operate in this country. Correct. Yeah, full stop, for sure. Totally agree with that. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, you've got two children, and, and obviously one of them is a bit older than the other one. So how, how much has how much has being a parent changed since your son was born to now, right? Like, I mean, I, I know obviously your son has gotten older this whole time, so that's, that's part of it. But, like, you know, you have, when, he, when he was born and when your daughter was born, you know, several years later – how, 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 how different is that with homeschooling, with COVID, with, with everything going on, not only on TV, but in social media? Like what, what's, you know, how's that been? Like what's yeah. going on there? Yeah. Well, well, um, I, when I remember, uh, taking Braden with me to go, uh, vote for Obama. Okay. Right. First time I voted for Obama, I brought Braden with me. So kind of to say that during well, while why while Braden was was being raised and he was young, uh, I thought the country was kind of and and, and, and it was it, it it turned a corner. It elected uh, a black man as president. I didn't think it was going to happen in my lifetime, right? So there was a great for me. There was a great um, I, I don't know just this enthusiasm around kind of where that world was headed, and I was kind of excited to be bringing him into that, right? Yeah. Like, oh man, things are going to be, you know, so much better for all these different things with all these changes are coming and it's going to be great. Um, so, so now with Lexi, um, you know, the world is in such like a, you know, such a different place, such a, in a lot of ways, negative. Um, and, and, you know, just the pandemic itself, you know, that they can't forget about that. Like you said, right. so, so it's, it's a much, it's a much scarier time to uh, be raising raising a young child, but but that, that's not to say that you know I, I don't you, you know it's not enjoyable a lot of time. It's enjoyable most of the time. You know we, when I'm when I'm just playing with her, everything's great. But but when I take a step back and think about you know the world that she's going into, the word world that she's going to inherit, I, I certainly hope that. You know, there's, there's a lot of improvement from where we are right now, but I also, I, I, I put it this way, I was more sure of that arc of justice when Braden was young than I am right now. Yeah, and I, that's that's completely fair and completely accurate. Um, I definitely remember thinking in 2008 and again in 2012, like, you know, no matter what happens, our country, like you said earlier, it seemed like at the time it turned a corner that we were never going to kind of turn back to. And obviously what happened is instead over these last four-ish years here, which I'm counting the election cycle of 2016 to now, as we get ready to hopefully have an election in, in November 2020, is we, we I underestimated the, the ability for, for other people to just grab the steering wheel and pull it 180 degrees in a different direction. Um, and so I think you see a lot of people now who – almost took 2016 for granted that we were never going to go back to our really, really bad historical exactly. place. And we just went back. And, and, and the people who grabbed the steering wheel have us driving back there at 5,000 miles an hour. And 
Yep. You know, at some point, either the car is going to get flipped when we jerk it back, or I don't know. And so, again, I agree with you in terms of what I thought our country was capable of or not capable of pre-2016 and then what happened. I, I got to admit, I, I think all of us are just like, it's amazing how much can change in a few short years. What? Yes, that is so, so true, so, so scary, and it's also so unbelievable to kind of witness, right? Yeah. Like with the whole, with everything that's gone on with Trump so from day one, not even day one, from let's say, let's, let's start with like um, the whole thing about talking about John McCain as if he was uh, like a bad person. Now, this was a war hero. Right. And he's trashing him. And I thought, I thought the show, oh, well, here we go, the uprising in the Republican Party. Oh man, they won't stand for this! Wow, and and, and then just one after another, they, they, these things just kept happening, and everybody's just like shoulder shrugged, like it's not a huge deal, and we've watched it, and I, I honestly, it's it's been kind of disorienting for me. Like it's like, am I, am I in some kind of weird other universe? How how is this possible? Right. It's it's exactly. I- yeah, the McCain thing was crazy. And then, you know, you think back to, you know, I don't know what the deal is with Lindsey Graham going from, and again, I, I don't agree with 95% of the things, maybe 100% of the things Lindsey Graham stood for before he became clearly an asset for either the president or the Kremlin or both. Okay. But, but whatever happened from when John McCain passed away to whatever dirt they had on Lindsay in the first place, to today, again, you know, whatever they've got on him or don't have on him, it, it can't be worth selling Americans, Amer- the, the, the potential of Americans sold down the road. But somehow, back to your point, there's been this collective shoulder shrug, and it started with, yeah, trashing John McCain, and, and I thought that would be the end of our current president, and instead it, it only furthered to embolden his cause. Again, I don't quite understand how that. I understand how it happened. I just don't. I just at the time was like, that won't happen. You know what I mean? And it did. Right. Oh yeah. Exactly. So, again, three and a half, four years later, I'm still pretty mind blown by it, that there's that many people. But again, it goes back to apathy. I think if people stay home that thought, hey, I don't want to vote for this person, but I, I, I don't care about this person. That's exactly what. That's all the opening that a fringe candidate needs to, to win to win enough votes, right? So, or electoral college votes at least. Um, and, and that's a win for the Kremlin, right? That's and that's that's the tactics that they use. Yes, so, totally. So that's that's infiltrated our political system, and and it's sad. Um, but then, but then there's also that group that just get it, keeps getting more and more excited over everything that Trump does, and I I I wish. You know, I wish that I could grasp, put put my whole head around that around that worldview and see that perspective. Um, but there's just such a big part, that whole racial part. That's the part that's like hard to ignore. Yes, yes. And I certainly don't think that these people are deep down bone racist, like hate every single black person that they see. I don't think that, but I do think that they are willing to. Um, trade uh, you know the future of black people in general in order to make their position in lives a little bit better and you know right. that's the part that's tough to 
tough to swallow. Right, and like that's the part that we just can't can't be silent anymore, as they say. You know, like I think a lot of people too, whether it's at their their dinner table or their office or wherever, people are like, "Hey, I don't agree with that feeling, but I'm not going to say anything." And I think now it's just like silence equals letting those people permeate their ideas, you know, and that's not okay. Yeah. And that's not okay. And it never has been, but you really, it's like if whoever, whoever all of us are waiting for to come in and save the day, like they're not coming. It's on the collective us to quote, save the day. So man, you are so right because I, I thought for sure that, that Robert Mueller was going to be the savior. Like, yeah. I, I would have, I don't know. I just thought that everything was lining up. He obviously he had all the information. He was going to be the person that kind of brought things back. And wow, it just fizzled out. And I'm not saying that's his fault. Right. Uh, maybe part of it is. But at the same time, you're right. It's not going to be any one person, any one politician. It's not going to be Joe Biden. It's not going to be you know Jeb Bush or Mitt Romney. No, it's it's we all collectively have to have to demand better. Like you said. Yeah, it's got to be a group effort. And again. That's we got some time before the election to, to to figure that out. But like the end of the day, like you said, a, a, a non-vote is a vote for the Kremlin. A vote for the incumbent will be a vote for the Kremlin. And yeah. you know, again, I hate to always oversimplify things with Rocky Four, but like the whole point of the movie was Rocky ended the Cold War for fake. But in actuality, America was able to kind of defeat the Kremlin. And and you know, to think thirty years later. They're going to get, they've already gotten their revenge and they might be driving like a second stake into the heart of, quote, democracy. I mean, again, it's going to take all of us to step up. It's not, there's no, there's no kind of ghost in the machine that, that's left. It's, it's just going to be, go out and vote the hell out of it and make it impossible to fudge the results. And then we got to see where the chips fall they may in November, which we can get into. Um, speaking of that. Where do you got any hot takes on what's going to happen between now and November? Like, um, well, you know, I did, I did have this one thing that I was thinking about and it's, it's just, um, it's funny because like, uh, even though after Trump was elected, we, you know, uh, as people who don't agree with that worldview probably felt like, you know, they were losing in a sense. And, and in a lot of ways they, they, they did and they are losing. Right. Um, but as far as like, you know, the cultural wars and, and pop culture and that kind of thing, I don't think that necessarily we have been losing. And I'm kind of interested to see what, what, what comes up between now and, and November to mm-hmm. kind of to, to swing that a little bit. And two things that I've kind of been thinking about, cause actually two things that I watched just recently, right? So, um, the first one was, uh, Amazon prime right now. You can see, uh, just mercy, the movie with, uh, Michael B. Jordan, where he's, um, he's a, a Harvard, Harvard educated lawyer who moves down south and works to get people off of death row. Yes. Okay. Um, exactly. That's yeah. That movie's good, 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 so, good stuff there. I haven't seen it yet. So but that, I'm so excited. that, so that movie, so that movie is, is, it's very timely, right? Um, as far as like pointing out the injustices or whatever. Um, and so, and so that's one thing that I think is, is only gonna 
kind of embolden the protesters and get people like kind of fired up to you know fight for the for the good side for the good guys and then and then the other thing that that is kind of a very timely and strange is the um jeffrey epstein special that's on netflix yes and and first of all have, have you seen it it's 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 fascinating Yes, I've seen. I think I've got one episode left, but obviously I know how it how it ends. Um. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Same. I know how it ends. I, I've seen two episodes now, and and I think it's amazing. It, but what it also does is, um, it, it definitely implicates Trump and and this whole world, and it's like the sick, sick world, and it implicates implicates Trump. But to tell you the truth, side note, it also implicates. Bill Clinton, yep. Prince Andrew, lots yep. of other people. So, so you know, there's, there's plenty of blame to go around on when when this for this particular um, scenario. But but it does kind of keep up that fight for for you know social justice. That kind of is a fight against the Trump administration. Um, and and so you know, uh, although one 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 scenario that I pointed out has to do with you know racial injustice, the other one has to do with um, young women being taken advantage of in a very sick Ponzi scheme kind of way. Yes. Um, so I think I think that a lot of people are like, you know what, this this just isn't fair, right? What's going on right now, and where we are right now, all these things that aren't fair are kind of manifesting themselves and kind of showing up in pop culture. I'm I'm interested to see what else comes out between now and November because if I am any kind of um, you know, if I was a, a producer or, or in, an actor, uh, any kind of titan of industry, and I wanted to take down Trump, like, I'd be trying to time something so that it came out between now and November, like, just, just because, why not? Call right. it a civic duty. Yeah, um, yeah, I, to- I totally so, agree. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what else comes out. You know like what's inter- interesting about you saying that is, you know, there were so many times on the campaign trail in 2016 where, like, with the Trump interview with Billy Bush, right, where he said all kinds of grab... You know, grab people by bad parts of the, you know, explicit parts of their body, just talking completely terribly about women, about, you know, sexual boundaries, about, you know, uh, you know, his behavior and, and him describing his behavior was horrific. And, you know, I'm thinking, OK, this guy's done. And, and instead it was like he he's that especially before he got in office and has all these all this literal blood on his hands, um, you know, and death and, and just destruction. But. People are like, well, he's a cartoon character. He's the host of that game show, that reality show. Like, it's just just Donald being Donald, if you will, to borrow a phrase from, you know, Manny being Manny of the Red Sox, you know? But I, I do think, now that you bring it up, it's not, there's nothing that he can do because he's become a cult of personality, for better or for worse, hashtag force. Um, he's become a cult of personality, and so there's nothing he can do. He's so, he's, his behavior is so detached from the normal standards we hold people to, that that's not what's going to get it. What's going to get it, to your point, is enough people seeing things that are like, this isn't fair, this motivates me to change, and oh yeah, that guy's in charge, and he believes the opposite of this. He wants to keep it unfair. His friends are here to keep it unfair. He was involved in a scheme where, I mean, let's face the facts about Jeffrey Epstein. The reason that that guy didn't make it out of his jail cell after like a week in there was because not only, you know, like you said, both sides of the aisle in America, British royalty, all kinds of famous, powerful people must have been implicated because remember the first time he got charged and the charges were Jeffrey Epstein will basically do 18 months in prison for everybody who 
we can prove as a co-conspirator and anybody who might be named one in the future. None of them, like that kind of a deal is coming from on high. Yeah, yeah, and and he, exactly, and and all along the way, he has before before his untimely passing in, in a prison, uh, he he you know slipped through the hands of justice time and time again, only because he had powerful people in his pocket. Once that once he's in prison, and you know they know he's going to be away for forever. Now it's in somebody's interest to make sure that. He can't talk anymore. Correct, because now he has motivation to do so, right? So that's wild. I do think you're right. I think that like Just, Mer- Just Mercy, the Epstein doc, and, and other things that might come up. Actually, here's one that I'm going to throw out there, and this is kind of more, way more of a lukewarm take, right? But, and I have not watched it yet, but it's really funny that Trump's been talking about this Space Force crazy idea, adding a you know sixth branch to the military. Um, and now Steve Carell is in some like mockumentary about Space Force already. And, it, and again, I don't think Space Force is going to be the one that, 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 you know, sways people to go out and, 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 and fill the voting booths. But I do think you're seeing a lot of serious fiction, serious, true kind of documentary and even tongue in cheek comedy all geared at. Are you guys seriously going to give this guy four more years? Right, and I think that that is the power that Space Force does have. I haven't watched it. I probably will watch it if it's like Michael Scott, like you know, basically right. running like the Space Force. Correct. You know, <laughs> is a joke. And if, and if the Space Force was run like Dunder Mifflin, wow, comedy gold, right? So, but but, and that's the problem is that if it does, if that does get popular, that's that's gonna that's gonna make you know Trump and a lot of other people. Mad, you know, it's only gonna kind of escalate this thing of him feeling like, you know, he's not loved. Hashtag he's not, and and, and that's just gonna, you know, it, it's only gonna drive him crazier. So I honestly, I do think that there is some power in that, and I kind of can't wait to watch it. Yeah, no doubt. You know, here's the other thing: the only thing that can kind of get in the way of people continuing to stay active and motivated is giving us some of our old lives back. So, you know, there's a big rush to get people back to work, you know, especially in certain states. There's a big rush to get people back into the routines. There's a big rush to get sports back. I'm not saying it's all heavy-handed, and I think all of us would like to watch some sports again, but, you know, going to work, commuting to work, you know, going to sporting events, watching it on TV, those all serve as distractions to allow us to, like, put the social justice fight on the back burner, you know? Put the you know, BLM movement or the Me Too movement, you know, on the back burner. And especially even even if the Celtics were playing in a bubble in Orlando, like if people still can't go to work or they're still getting sick, I don't think that will matter. I think they'll stay focused. And my, my hope is people will be able to stay focused for another six months here. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's correct. Um, I think that there are, it's, it's a big enough population of people with a lot of different grievances um, that I do think that the, the, the pressure is going to stay up now. It might not, it's not going to be all the same processes out there the whole time. It may not all, all be, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter rallying cry. It could be a lot of different things. But I do think that just as far as, you know, people fighting the injustice, I, I've i been wrong before, but I, I do think it's going to 
that that fight's going to keep going. Yeah, and I will say this too. I think, I think the key is to just, you know, one of the things that I remember saying to my cousin's wife right after the million, the million women march, if you will. It wasn't called that, and I apologize. Um, the me was it a Me Too march? It was basically there was a million women in D.C. protesting like <laughs> women's march, right? Yeah, women's march. The one right after after Trump was elected. Correct, right? correct, and it was bigger yeah, than his inauguration. Yeah, it was bigger yep. than his inauguration. I'm sorry I called it the Million Women's March. I know that's totally mixing up different marches. My bad. Um, to the people listening, I don't have any notes on that. I was riffing. So, But the Women's March, uh, you know, that's what's called the filibuster freestyle for a reason. You know, the notes aren't necessarily copious. Um, <laughs> but I own it. I got. The, I just mixed two marches together. My bad. So anyway, what I was telling you. My, my man, you owned it. Yeah, you owned it. You got to yeah, own I mean, it. Like, you're good. My bad. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> My cousin's wife went to that, um, and she was all fired up about it, and she obviously was, like a lot of us, kind of shocked that, that Hillary had gotten routed and, you know, up, upset and, you know, lost the election. And I, I just said to her, you know, I, what I need, though, from people is to stay this motivated, you know, from January, February 2017 all the way to November 2020. And obviously, we've had a lot of peaks and valleys, and a lot of things have happened, and you know, there are, there, are, there are kids in cages still. I mean, there's all kinds of bad stuff that's just lingering, lingering, lingering. But, you know, if people can be focused at the level they're focused right now when it comes time to vote and force a fair, force a fair and free election, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. Uh, one, one thing that I'm kind of thinking about is that uh, just to go along with that, that civic engagement, you know, somebody went out, to the women's march and, and, and they're hoping that that kind of thing keeps keeps moving but if you think about the natural progression right we see we see after the women's march we do see that there was a big blue wave yes uh, good point good that, point that's why we have control of congress right so the, i guess the silver lining out of this whole thing is that we are all undertaking the civics lesson that we should have really received in eighth grade you know what i mean like right. we are seeing that in action and so so my hope is that is that you know people see that these things that one day going to vote that one day makes such a big difference in in the direction of the country. Yes, that that I I, I just you know if anybody feels wronged over the past four years by anything that this administration or any you know government and any state. You know, th- this is the time. This is your power. So I, I-, I just kind of, I ho- I'm hoping that that kind of keeps going through. And I feel like the natural mo- momentum, Women's March to the, the next election to-, to this one coming up, I do feel like that might be a natural progression there. Yo, can you imagine if the blue wave didn't happen in 2018 where we would be right now? <sighs> I-, 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 I just... Okay, so here's here's the thing, though, right? Is is although uh, although we did we did get this power and we have been holding his feet to the fire a little bit more, his administration, uh, you know, and honestly, I, I hate to say this because I feel like I'm arguing against my own point. Man, it still feels like we took some losses, though. Too, oh right? no, I, like, I agree with you. I, I that's what I'm saying. Like, like we I, won that, we held his feet to the fire, and we still don't have the justice that we right. That and we, that's that's that kind of my that, yeah. That's exactly what my point was. My point is, 
it feels like you mentioned the blue wave of 2018, and I, honestly, that feels like it was 17 years ago. Um, yes, like I don't, I, I didn't even remember the fact that like I, I do remember the fact that that happened, but it wasn't even on my mind until you said it. Like that, actually, progress was made in that election. Um, yeah. But to your point, but it would have been worse. It, it would have been, been worse. worse. Yeah, that you know, it would have been worse. Like if there was, if if ever, okay, how much of the wall would be built, built right now? That's if right. We had a Republican Congress as well. That's you right. Know what I mean, like, um, so so it, it honestly, it, it seems weird to say, but it would be worse. And that's kind of that was my point. Is like we've been catching a bunch of L's despite getting a major W. And so, right. so true. Imagine yeah, how many so L's true. L's we'd be catching if we didn't get that W. Like, wow. Yeah. You're right. Like, it might be a wrap already. Like, it might be like, oh, we're canceling elections. No big deal. You know, like, it it could be that bad. So, and it still might get that bad. I mean, again, until they open the the polls on November whatever, you know, I I think we should also be very, very vigilant and paying attention to what's going on, you know? Okay. So, so to to that point, right? It's like, whenever people want to say, oh, what's the worst that could happen? What can he really do? Right? All you need to do and I'm sure there's a million other things that you could have pointed to the same way, but the one thing that you need to point out is what happened in Liberty Square uh, not long ago, right? So there was protesters out there. Trump needed to get through Liberty Square in order to go take a picture with a Bible in front of a church. Right. So they, they shoot rubber bullets and, and pepper spray and all, all this stuff at American citizens. And the, the, the people, the, the, the military force that was doing it was such like a hodgepodge collection of people. And to this day, I don't think we have a clear understanding of who ordered it and for what purpose. And, you know, how much, how much power does that person really have who ordered it? Did anybody understand that, that the attorney general of the United States could like pull up, have, have, uh, soldiers come and, and like go out to the streets of the United States of America and start like shooting at people. I didn't understand that that was legal. I don't know if it is, but it's happening. Correct. Correct. Whether it's legal or not, it happened. So to your point, what I, you know, you and I joke about this one a lot. It's a, it's a, it's an innocuous line from a 1999 classic Armageddon. Owen Wilson says, scariest environment imaginable. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. And so when you, when you say to me, what's the worst that could happen? I think scariest environment imaginable. That's all you had to say. Like, and so we got to stay real vigilant, real vigilant. You're so right. You're so right. You thought if, if there was any country on earth that you thought that you'd be able to go out and protest the government peacefully and not be shot at, it was this one, right? And so now that is, that's turned, that's, that's false. You know, we all know that that's false now. Correct. So, again, I, I'm not giving up, but I am, ve- I am very on edge, as they say. Um, listen, I don't know that we need to talk NBA return because I feel like that's kind of a, you know, I mean, yeah, it's light, but it hasn't even happened yet. We can have you on for that. But are you excited for sports to come back in general, just as a general kind of something else to do? Or, or did, have you missed it? Or, or, you know, where are you on the Celts coming back? Yeah, so so it's, it's, it's I'm so conflicted here because obviously I, I want sports back. I want to be able to like watch the Celtics play. Um, 
the first my first concern is you know is it safe? What Safety, happens if of one, course. If one player gets is positive, like do they just stop the whole season after that? Um, so so that'd be my first concern. Um, the serious concern. Then the other concerns are like, what does this do for like the next season? It pushes things back. So I, 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 I'm all for it. if they can do it and, and, and do it in a safe way. I'm all for it. I'm a little bit, you know, trepidatious about that. But I, I, you know, if they can do it without anybody getting, you know, hurt, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. And honestly, I, I do think, you know, some of the data that will come out of you know, again, soccer teams are starting to play in some of the European countries and around the world. And, and again, that could be a huge mistake and it could be really dangerous and it could cause guys to get sick. Or maybe we find out that low risk people, you know, we're closer to a herd immunity than we thought. Or, you know, if you test and trace and contact trace and quarantine and isolate, you've got a pretty good shot to keep people pretty healthy, you know, and, and, and maybe that data will help us open back up, you know, the quote new normal. Um, but back to, back to your point. If it's not safe for these guys, then I don't want to be entertained by it, you know? Yes. No, that's, that's, I guess that's the best way to put it. If it's not safe for them, I would feel guilty about, like, sitting home with a bucket of popcorn. Exactly. Exactly. So, and again, someone might be saying, well, why do you watch American football? And guess, guess what, everybody? That's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a, for a different day. That's a different podcast, but it's a good question by you and one that maybe we have to answer one day. Um... Marky, let's get out of there on that, but stick around for a minute. We will catch up. But as always, I enjoy talking politics and, you know, right now, kind of the state of the union, if you will, uh, with, with you. Thanks for coming on. And uh, keep on keeping on out in the backyard, enjoying it out there, man. Thanks for coming on again. Hey, hey Gaff, thanks for having me. I love it. Absolutely.